Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating to my podcast at www.patreon.com slash narcissistic parents. I will put all of these links in the show notes. Also, please put a five-star rating on my podcast. That allows other people to find my podcast, people who may really need to hear it. Okay. So what is today's podcast going to be about? I wanted to talk about mistaken beliefs, but mistaken beliefs that come up over and over again. And I just chose four that come up and I will do another podcast about this. And I'll do another podcast about going no contact. Because if there is one thing that is mistaken across the board, for a lot of people is what no contact really means, okay? So first, I wanna talk about if you talk to your narcissist and you wanna argue with them. Next, if they contact you and they want the relationship back, then what about trying to change their behavior? What if they you still you're still trying to change their behavior, and then needing closure? Okay, that's a big one. A lot of people feel a sense of guilt and confuse that with needing closure. Okay, so that's all I'm going to talk about today. Hopefully, I will be able to do it within my 20 25 minute time span. Um, but believe me, there will be more podcasts in the future that will go into the these topics because these are you know mistaken beliefs things I didn't know were incorrect and I learned it the hard way or through research all right so first of all I want to talk about what narcissistic supply is all right now we know the typical narcissistic supply is positive things right Positive attention, praise. So when you tell the narcissist, oh, you look nice, I like your clothes, I like your makeup, I like your hair, your, your cooking is great, your decoration of your house for Christmas is beautiful. Any type of praise is narcissistic supply. What is a bit more difficult for everyone to understand is that narcissistic supply is also negative things. When they abuse you, when they provoke you, and you argue with them, or you tell them exactly how they've hurt you, that is also narcissistic supply. It is any emotional response. That's narcissistic supply. Any emotional response. The negative ones are even more delicious to them than than the praise most of the time. Because when you're arguing back with them and you're having a fight with them, they're getting what they want. That's what they do do to you. It's called reactive abuse. Okay, now that I've done the definition of narcissistic supply, let's go to the first point here, which is talking to your narcissist and arguing. 
So obviously you have to be in contact with the narcissist in order to have an argument with them. So this is not for people that are no contact. And if you are no contact and this is happening, you are not no contact. Believe me. Okay. So you think that arguing is going to make your point? You know, they're going the point's going to come across to them. They're going to somehow see the light, understand what they have done wrong to you. That is 100% incorrect because number 1, they know what they've done. What a narcissist does is manipulative, planned, purposeful. They've done it. They they're doing it because they that's what they want to do. It's on purpose. So you don't need to tell them what they've done wrong. They know what they're doing, okay? So any amount of argument is just supply for them because you're telling them that what they want, they're getting. You're telling them, oh, look at how you hurt me. So don't do that. Don't try to argue with them to get your point across, okay? I hear that a lot, you know, that especially when you you're thinking of going no contact that you want to like call them and let them know there's no need to tell them why you're going no contact okay because all you're doing is giving them all the supply they need for a while don't do it no arguing okay um another thing is the what i mentioned before which is reactive abuse what is reactive abuse exactly that they start provoking you they start saying things to upset you on purpose and then you fight back and when you fight back you've just given them supply because that's what they wanted my mother and and I this is the second time I'm recording the podcast that was a strange noise in the first one but I didn't talk about this but my mother throughout my entire life when there was I was dating a guy that she didn't approve of what she did was the reactive abuse thing. And reactive abuse can really go so so far as to you being so confused as to why you're so angry, upset, probably have some sort of meltdown at some point, and you don't know why. Um, my mom just used to, every time she saw me, she would pick on something about that person or whatever it is. That, that she thought was wrong with that person and make me argue and fight. And it drove me insane. I mean, it drove me to, to, to suicide. I mean, to wanting suicide. Because I could not live in that kind of confusion and pain and anger and sadness. So do not, do not argue with the narcissist. You have an advantage that I had none right? I, I had no idea what was happening to me. You're listening to this because you've already discovered that your parents are narcissists. Listen to my words, okay? Um, now is a good time to, to remind you I'm not a therapist. If you need help, please find a therapist in your area that knows about narcissism and childhood trauma. Okay, so what is the best thing to do when they, they are provoking you to argue? You walk away from the argument, okay? Physically, if you have to, stop 
and walk away. And how do you do that? You make an excuse. Any excuse will do. I have to pick up my kids. I have to pick up something at the store. Um, my friend is waiting for me. I have to walk the dog. Anything is a good excuse. Get up and walk away. If you don't want to walk away, you can say, thank you for your advice. I will take it into consideration and then change the subject. That second thing I just said is very difficult to do because you are pissed off. You are upset. You are sad. You do not want to say that. What you want to do is fight. I tried. Okay, I tried that second method. And I did it for a short span of time. And it works because it stops them. There's no question mark at the end of that. You give them a statement and that's it. But it's hard to do because you want to fight with them. You're angry. You have anger that is justified. But you can't. You, you can't argue with them because that's giving them supply. So my suggestion is physically get away from the narcissist at that point. Okay. So, again, just to, to reiterate, you cannot reason with a narcissist. They know what they're doing. Okay? And they cannot self-reflect to know, to understand that what they're doing is wrong necessarily. Because they don't, they can never be wrong in their own eyes. So you cannot argue them into understanding how you feel. Feeling empathy is not a thing they do. It's very, their em- empathy level is not zero from my understanding, but it's very low. So just don't argue with them, please. And that goes for emails and texts. Don't do the email or essay fighting, as I called it. I've said that before. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It just gives them supply. Okay. So, here we go. What if they come back and say that they want you back? Okay. And I'm going to start off by saying I just read a post that really upset me because there's so much... So many pages out there that are about narcissists and it's usually about a romantic narcissist and mine is about being raised by a narcissist, but it's still incorrect and there's incorrect information out there and it's, it's upsetting to me because how do you know which one's correct and which one's not? Okay, so the post said something to the effect of, you know, when they want you back and it's too late. In, a, in other words, they want you back, but you've decided it's too late. Okay, so what's wrong with that statement is that they do not want you back. They want the narcissistic supply back. It's not you that they want back. Okay, they want the, the supply. You are most likely the main source of their supply. And you're no longer in their life. And they want it back because they can't survive. They're starting to feel those awful things that are inside of them that they feel about themselves. And they need you to cover that up so they don't feel those things about themselves. Okay. This is called a Hoover attempt. And I've talked about Hoovers. All right. Mother's Day around this time of the year, a lot of Hoovering happens because of Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever, 
they come looking for supply at that point, thinking, oh, it's a good time because, you know, they probably feel terrible that they're in no contact. So it's Mother's Day, so I'm going to hoover. Now, please don't fall for the hoover attempts. Any the Hoover attempts can be really sneaky too. In my case, it was it was me hearing that my daughter, who is eighteen, was going to sign my parents' will and was going to get the house and everything they whatever they have or don't have. I don't I don't even know um, was going to her, and it got back to me and and immediately not immediately it actually took me a day or two of me saying okay. I'm upset, so don't react at all to this, to anyone. Just calm down. And after a couple of days, I realized that's a Hoover attempt. That's an attempt to get you to contact them. And I didn't because I know if it, and you guys should hear this too. If something happens that upsets you, don't act. Don't react. Don't ever react. Okay. Um, that's reactive abuse. You have to calm down so you can think clearly and, and go, what is this? Well, what is, what's happening here? And that was a Hoover attempt. And let me tell you something. This happened months ago, and they don't know if I know. They don't know if I care. They don't know anything. Why? Because I didn't do anything. I didn't tell anybody. And that is the best way to squash a narcissist. My mom has very little means of getting to me. And when... When she's trying something that sneaky, right? It's not a direct attempt and nothing happens. Where else is she? What else is she going to try? She is probably at some point. But I, I know I have to calm down in order to then know what to do, which is nothing. Usually that's the answer. When in doubt, do nothing, you know? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So they don't want to come back. They're coming back to you because they probably lost other supply from friends and family. That's most likely the reason. Okay, what about trying to change their behavior? I talked about this a little bit before. How do you make them change? How do you make them stop? I've gotten a, a few DMs on Instagram asking, how do I make my mother stop? You can't. The first thing that you have to understand for life in general is that we cannot control anything pretty much. Not even what happens to us. We cannot control it. Things happen. They happen the way they're going to happen and you can't stop it from happening. I suffer from anxiety and, and, and that is one of the worst things to try and really comprehend the fact that if someone is going to do something to you, they're going to do it. You can't stop them. The only thing you really have control over is how you react. Again, there's that word, react. H how do you react to what just happened to you? Do you go and scream and yell? No. I think the best way, I know the best way to react to a bad situation is to calm down. Right? To any, this is in general. Calm down. Take the time that you need so that you, you're not reacting to a situation. You're going to handle it. Okay? And distance is the only way to do that. 
especially if you have people in your life that are toxic, your parents, an ex, whatever it is. Distance yourself. And believe me, that's going to relieve a lot of the stress because you won't be reacting to things anymore. Okay? Um, so in the process of, of this podcast, I actually did a Google search because I don't want to be an advocate for just cut off the narcissist and don't talk to them again and go no contact. If that's really, if things have changed, that there's other statistics. It's, it has not changed, unfortunately, um, because the big thing with wanting to change, like us, right? We're, we're, we want to change. We want to get better. We want to heal is self-reflection, looking inwards. And that is something that a narcissist can't do. They cannot look inward. They cannot say, I've been hurting people on purpose. They have very little empathy. They don't care that they're hurting people on purpose. How are you going to fix that? How do you, you know, even if a narcissist goes to therapy, they just turn the therapy, they turn everything around on the therapist. Okay, so it doesn't even work. So you you have to accept that you cannot change their behavior and you can't change them. Okay? All right, so needing closure. I don't have a lot of time, but I am going to talk about this because I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about it. What does closure mean? What does closure mean to you? Closure is a word that is used a lot, especially if you've broken up with a romantic partner. But what does it mean? I can close a door. That's closure. I can close a book. That's closure. But what is closure when you're ending a relationship? Okay. Closure, I think what most people think of when they think of closure is that last conversation that ends the relationship. In a good relationship with a romantic partner or with anybody, you can have that last conversation and say, you know, it's just time to end this. Let's go our separate ways. You wish each other well. Well, That's great. And if you can get that from a romantic relationship, wonderful. But most of the time, that conversation does not happen, even with a romantic relationship. But with your parent, if you're in a state where you just want to go no contact, just do it. Stop. Don't talk to them anymore. Block them from everything. Okay, and I'm not going to go into how to do no contact because that's another podcast. But just stop. Do not have that last conversation telling them, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you anymore because you've gaslit me. Because you did this to me. You sent me to school in dirty clothing. You didn't buy me enough panties. Okay, that... Now I've heard several people talk about not having enough underwear and that, and I was one of those who had three pairs of underwear and I had to, when I showered, wash one so I'd always have a clean pair, okay? Um, Do not do that. You go no contact, go no contact. 
You don't need to tell them you're going no contact. They'll figure it out when you disappeared. Okay? Ghost them. For those of you that are younger, just ghost them. You don't need to tell them. No one who's ghosting is telling them they're going to be ghosting them. They just ghost. Well, that's what I'm asking you to do now. Don't go, don't, don't explain yourself. I know that you think it's going to feel good. And I've already given you the, um, what you should do to feel better. And that's write them a letter and burn the letter. Do not send the letter. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times in, in different situations, in my own uh, support group that I'm in, I hear or read, I should say read, that I've been no contact for five months, but I spoke to my mom. And that makes me want to put my finger in my eye and swirl it around. For those of you that um, are my age or even a lot younger, that's from Friends. <laughs> the guy who was the first owner of, that was on Friends, that was the first owner of the Central Perk. He says that. Um, because it's frustrating, right? Um, it's frustrating to hear someone say, I'm no contact, but I just spoke to my mother. Um, no contact is no contact. <laughs> Which I will do a podcast on, I promise. My next one is a no contact podcast. I've done podcasts on no contact before, but I'll do another one. Okay. I'll go into the reasons for no contact and then how to do no contact. Okay. No contact is not just don't call them anymore and, and leave and wait for them to call you. That's, you know, you're just waiting for them to call you and you're going to be disappointed because when they first figure out that you've stopped talking to them, they do the stonewalling thing. They don't call you because they want you to feel discarded and unloved. And you don't need that because they've already done that. They've already made you feel unloved and discarded. Okay, so I have gone through all four points and I hope that it has given you a sense of what to do. And the overall idea here is do not react, do not argue, do not talk to. Just don't. You want, you do not want to give them supply. You want to protect your heart. And that's the only way to do it is to not talk to them. Right? Even if you're in contact, do not react to their provoking you. Do not react to abuse. Don't react. Remember what they're doing. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. All right, guys, I'm going to end it there. And um, I hope you're looking forward to the No Contact um, podcast. Even though I've done them, I love it because I know a lot of you are going to be like, oh my God, I'm not doing this right. And hopefully it'll help you be No Contact the right way. And you know, protect yourselves and heal quicker. All right, guys, I love you. And until next time.